to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. And I'm Chris. But today we are having a sorting chat. Yes, indeed. And one of the reasons we're having a sorting chat is because I am actually going out of town uh, on very short notice. So we're going to have this week and possibly next week be sorting chats. I'm not... 100% sure when I'm coming back. (laughs) This is the least me thing ever in the world. I am a Myers-Briggs J, (laughs) but right now I have a one-way ticket. So yes, we will be back. (laughs) Do not fear, but for the next week to three weeks, we'll, we'll be a little in flux. Yeah. Thank you very much for your patience during that time. Yeah, we will have a, a an extra episode for for our patrons to go up though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we thought that even with you leaving, we wanted to have some content, and it's been a while since we done a sorting chat, so we'll do a couple of those for the podcast uh, during this kind of brief hiatus type period. Yeah. And so today we wanted to do another sorting chat about Star Wars. Last time we did it about the original trilogy heroic characters. Yeah. And so this week we thought we'd go back to the prequel trilogy. And talk about the heroic characters there. Some of which have some uh, overlap, but maybe see some things through some new perspectives. Yeah. So, I guess we should start with Anakin Skywalker. Uh, should we ever start with <laughs> Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> well, my first question with Anakin is, do you see a marked difference between him as a kid in Episode 1 and him as Hayden Christensen in Episode 2 and 3? I do. Okay. I think him as a kid was very well there there's some carryover i think Mm -hmm. but i would say as a kid he has hufflepuff and gryffindor Mm -hmm. strands to him he's definitely like loyal to his mom and that does carry over right for sure and you know hard working builds his own droid Mm -hmm. uh his own pod racer unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) And he, because he's willing to do that when he's this little kid, Mm -hmm. he also has, yeah, some of that Gryffindor in him. But obviously as he grows up, he gets way more Slytherin, Mm. where he later wants to be able to control more. And he wants to have more power so that he can save those he loves, Mm -hmm. right? And so it is much more Hufflepuff sort of inclination to it, but he still does get annoyed when it's like, I should be on the Jedi Council Mm. and people should appreciate me and I want a great title and respect, which is much more Slytherin. I mean, can be much more Slytherin if you're immature about it. Yeah, yeah. See, but that's the funny thing is I feel like he's the best example I know of a Gryffindor going dark. A Gryffindor? Mm-hmm. But what about the Hufflepuff loyalty? He definitely has some Hufflepuff loyalty, but then he also doesn't have any loyalty to the Jedi, who he murders, or to Obi-Wan, right? That's true. And so he has some loyalty, but it's not enough to keep him in check. And I think that the best example of this is when he starts to choke Padme, right? The person who he's supposed to be most loyal That's to, the person true, he's supposed to be doing all this for, it's showing that he's not 
That's not entirely what he's doing. It's because she did something that was so against what he thought was right and against his moral code. But that also that there's Hufflepuff there, right? He's loyal to her, but she betrayed, from his perspective, she betrayed that. Mm-hmm. It was only because he was so loyal to her and so, like, his whole identity and his whole aim was caught up with her that I think that made such a big impact on him. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I think that he maintains a lot of that Hufflepuff and Hufflepuffian qualities to him. Mm-hmm. But I just, for me, but when yeah. I see him, like, the things that he starts saying about, you know, even before he turns about, like, well, then we should make them, you know? Like, we should make them do what's right, basically. Uh, and, and Padme has to be the one who's like, that's not what, how democracy works. If like, we have to put Imperius on them, we will. Exactly. That's, I think, such a Gryffindor thing where it's like, yeah. you know, the... The thing that's important is the right thing. The ways that we get that ultimate end aren't as important because the end is kind of that. I don't know, though. Like, I think for a lot of Gryffindors, the the means are important. Definitely. It's just at certain points when the stakes are so high on, like, a global scale that the means cease to be as important. I think, for Gryffindors in general. Yeah, but and that, I think that's the thing, is that when you look at the turn, what is the motivation behind that? And I think you could at least read his turn as being motivated, motivated by his desire to control things because that's what's right, because that stops chaos from causing destruction, as mm-hmm. he's seen with being a slave and his mother dying and all these other kinds of things. He just wants to control everything because he's tired of bad, what he sees is bad things happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I would argue for him being a dark Gryffindor. I think that he definitely still has Hufflepuff and Slytherin qualities. We can all agree that he's not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah, maybe his strongest would be Gryffindor and Hufflepuff then. Mm. When Gryffindor and Hufflepuff go bad. Yeah, exactly. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so then what, would you say, would you still say there's a difference between him as a child? Yeah, because I think as a child, we don't really see him clinging to ideals mm. quite as much. He's got the bravery and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... But yeah, maybe maybe he would stay consistent in house. Yeah. But I mean he also just doesn't have much of a character in episode one. That's right? true. He's just force boy. A little boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just many chlorian boy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. Well what about Padme? I think Padme's pretty Gryffindor. I think she is pretty Gryffindor as well. Like, she's clearly competent and intelligent, which makes me typically think Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But I think that the things, the decisions that she makes are much more defined by what's right and what's brave. Yeah. Um, and I think in particular, her, you know, wanting to go out into Tatooine. Exactly. And find yeah. out more of that kind of stuff. And even though it might be dangerous for her. It's true. But would a Gryffindor ever be okay having a decoy? I mean, I think... She's an intelligent Gryffindor. <laughs> I guess we don't work with right. so many of those. Exactly. I'm sure Hermione would be fine with that. Hermione was totally down for the, the Seven Potters plan. Yeah. <laughs> Harry was not. Exactly. Right. 
So, yeah. I, but also, Hermione could be sorted into other houses <laughs> as well. Um, and that's the other thing is I think that her staunch defiance of the Trade Federation is also really Gryffindor. It's also very brave, right? Yeah, I mean, she's willing to go up against the Senate on a bunch of things and be one of the few who is speaking out in the way she's speaking out. Mm-hmm, exactly. Even though she's like one of the youngest senators there so yes yeah all right well what about Qui-Gon Jinn Qui-Gon Qui-Gon Jinn you always have a that soft g slash q sound I don't know what you're talking about uh anyways you're gonna be editing this episode so you'll find (laughs) out what is he that's interesting he's definitely not a Hufflepuff Mm mm-mm He's also not a Slytherin. Well, that's the interesting thing. He figured out how to survive, right? After death. Yeah, he's... he's... Which is ambitious, right? (laughs) He was, like, studying up on this, you know, when nobody else was. But... Trying to be able to achieve, like, this life after. And that seems pretty Slytherin. But did he want it for the achievement, or did he want it for... The but it's knowledge not of the, the force. achievement, it's ambition, right? right? But we've talked about this before, right? If the ambition is is motivated by just a desire to have more knowledge and be able to explore things, yeah. But why would he even care about it if he didn't want to be able to continue to live on after dying? I mean, I don't know, but it's not like he uses it. Like we never see him on screen use it, you know? Well, like... Yeah, because they changed that, but. <laughs> He used it in Clone Wars. That's true. <laughs> I just, I don't see his desire to do that or his ability to do that. I see that more as a Ravenclaw than I do as a Slytherin. I see it more of him studying the Force and doing something new that no one's done before. Because it's not like a Sith doing it to try to stop death, right? It's much more about understanding this and then sharing it with those well, who we don't he... really know what his motivation was that's for. true you're making assumptions and then you're We're saying both making assumptions. i'm making assumptions and that's why it's wrong i mean but i said from be... my perspective i literally <laughs> said that at the beginning you did not so no i'm being I said more this could be a obviously subjective uh, <laughs> whatever anyways but yeah i think he has some raven claw in him and he has some Gryffindor in him because it's like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to train him anyway, mm-hmm. which is kind of Gryffindor. Yeah, I don't know many Ravenclaws who would be like super into prophecies either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's kind of all over the place. He is a little all over the place, except not in Hufflepuff. Except not Hufflepuff, that's true. <laughs> Unless we want to say hardworking than all Jedi are in Hufflepuff. That's true. Except. Anakin. Well, but he is, <laughs> which is also weird. Yeah, he's Hufflepuff, but he's not hardworking. <laughs> he wants things handed to him. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to separate Liam Neeson's voice <laughs> from his actions because he just sounds so Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, but is he? That's true. Yeah, he does have a lot of. Like, I think he's more Gryffindor than than Obi-Wan is, and more than Yoda is, for sure. Well, then, do we want to put him Gryffindor, but with a... Ravenclaw Rising? Ravenclaw slash Slytherin Rising? Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, no, honestly, I think he, he probably is more Ravenclaw, but I don't know. You just like arguing with me. No, I was just the first thing I brought up. <laughs> it was supposed to be part of a discussion. <laughs> You're the one making things into arguments. Another point for Qui-Gon having some Slytherin in him mm-hmm. is he took a blood sample of someone without telling them that that's what he was doing to test it. Well, he told them that... Very cunning. A different kind of test that he was, than he was actually no, doing. No, checking it for infection. Yeah, that exactly. is not what he was doing. It's true. Cunning and resourceful. But he, it's not like I'm he's just like... saying there's, there's a little bit of that. I mean, yeah. There, there's a little bit. Yeah. He, he's a bad boy. He doesn't follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn, the bad boy of the galaxy. The baddest boy. <laughs> <laughs> With Aslan's voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, why don't we go into young Obi-Wan? Young Obi-Wan is less Ravenclaw than old Obi-Wan. Definitely. He is much more Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. And he also is more Hufflepuff because the whole reason he, or maybe it's he's less Gryffindor, maybe he's just more Hufflepuff because he decided to train Anakin mm. out of a loyalty to Qui-Gon. That's true. And he wouldn't have gone up against the Jedi Council otherwise. Yeah. So. And he, that last scene about Anakin being his brother, ugh, gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, supposed yes. to be the chosen one <laughs> so yeah i can definitely see hufflepuff i also think he's more slytherin than than older obi-wan as well because he's very cunning and resourceful him yeah. going to geonosis or i'm sorry him going to camino yeah he is was a really good example of him being like yeah i'm here by sifo Dias's order for sure mm-hmm. definitely show me what you got going on yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that's horrible but i'm gonna pretend like it's great exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think. But I think Hufflepuff is a good a good place for him. Yeah, he has the he has the loyalty part and the hardworking part. Yeah, certainly yeah. compared to Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> True, but is he good at finding things? That's a very good question. I mean, he went to Camino. He found it. <laughs> he had a lost planet. Yoda was telling That's him about true. it. True, <laughs> he went to the archives to find things. That's true, and it gave him information. <laughs> And to his friend at the diner, which the sure. space diner, I guess, that they have in in Star Wars. They have space diners now. Yep. <laughs> 1950s space diners. <laughs> of course. Well, I guess we really only have one more person, and that's Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> yes. So. So Ravenclaw? <laughs> no. <laughs> What even is he? Would he be a Hufflepuff as well? I mean, he... Yeah, yeah. He's definitely not brave. Mm-mm. He's not resourceful. <laughs> no. Unless you go with the whole... He's not cunning. <laughs> if you go with the... <laughs> the he's actually a Sith Lord <laughs> exactly. storyline, then he is the Slytherinist <laughs> of the Slytherins, but Yeah, but no. I, don't, I do not buy that one. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, I think he's going to have to be a Hufflepuff, like, in the miscellaneous aspect of Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he stayed with them all, mm-hmm. right? And he, he works with 
Padme. But part of that was just because his own people kicked him out. That's true. No, he became a big bombad general. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's true. He wanted to be reunited with his people, I suppose. Um, yeah, the only other thing would be Ravenclaw, which he definitely isn't. Mm-mm. So, yeah, mm. I guess, I mean... Helga Hufflepuff did say, I'll take the lot. That's true. So, unfortunately, <laughs> that means poor Hufflepuffs get Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> hey, how wooed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, it's supposed to be how wooed. That's what I said. No, you how said how wooed. How wooed. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. I think that's going to be it for our original trilogy heroes. Yes. I mean, also, is he even a hero? <laughs> <laughs> but there's not much else we can... <laughs> he, he is a prominent character, for better or worse, so we did need to cover him. He reminds me of, like, superheroes that just, like, their only power is that they're extremely lucky, because that's basically his life. <laughs> yeah. He literally steps on a droid, and it somehow shoots everything around him. Yeah, he reminds me of bad writing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, true. Well, that is going to wrap up our sorting chat for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And again, for your patience as we're on the short hiatus. If you've got any other ideas about sorting these characters from Star Wars, uh, please let it leave us a line. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. There's also some great stuff on our website where you can find old episodes blog posts uh oh yeah you did your newest blog post i did do my newest what blog was that post. about it was about creative fandom um so things like fan fiction or role playing in already created worlds and things like that where you can kind of creatively add to those fandoms and, and how much i've gained out of those kinds of uh activities yeah yeah so if you want to read that in my other blog post, you can go to our website at bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines. Yeah, and in the description in this episode, we'll also have a link for that. Yeah. You even talk about Star Wars in that, don't I you? sure do. I should talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, I assumed so. Yeah. <laughs> you can also join our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines, where you can help support the show and help us do things like the blog posts that I do or our special episodes or all the other fun things that we have. We want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pestel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. We want to thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, geek out!